Hi, everyone. I'm Kelly Pokies Burke, and this is the Career Slay Podcast. Imagine the impact we could have on society if everyone loved what they did. That's what Career Slay is all about. I'm interviewing people who love their jobs and asking them how they got there and what they've learned along the way. We're here to slay the fear in career. On today's episode of Career Slay, we're interviewing Sean Lopez. Sean is a massage therapist and has been working in the health and wellness industry for over 10 years, starting as a certified fitness trainer. Being a trainer, Sean wanted to deepen his knowledge in the field and thought he wanted to pursue a career in physical therapy. But instead, in 2015, Sean became licensed in massage, specializing in rehab and functional movement and sports performance. In 2019, Sean created his wellness business called Glory. Welcome to Career Slay, Sean. What up? <laughs> this is so exciting. <laughs> I'm excited to have you, especially since we've gone way back. We grew up together. So for those of you who don't know, what were you like growing up? Growing up, uh, from, from what people would tell me, uh, carefree, unique, like to have fun. Uh, I was a rapper. I was a rapper back in the day. So being in front of a mic like this makes me just want to bust some bars. I know. <laughs> Your rap um, name was Dope Child, Dope right? Dope Child. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Did you like school? School was definitely not my thing growing up. I uh, always struggled with school. I, I seen tutors. I went to like education centers. <laughs> my parents would spend a lot of money just so I can like get good grades, you know, on, on these uh learning facilities and stuff like that. But I was just never motivated, right? Like for me, I just wanted to get done and get through high school. I didn't even really care about college. So while everybody's talking about, oh, I want to do this in college. I want to do that in college. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I really didn't. Yeah, I never went to a traditional four-year college or anything like that. Where did you go? Collin County Community College. Back in the day when they called it Quad C. But I still didn't have like the right mindset. I was almost like going to school just to kind of like go to school, right? Like I went to school, but I was so dang tired that I'd fall asleep in the parking lot and I'd be like, yo, <laughs> let me just go home, right? <laughs> or, or, you know, like that's, that's how serious I, I, I was taking school. At the time, I think my parents were even paying for it, right? And then it came to a point where I was like, okay, maybe if my parents don't pay and I pay, maybe I'll be a little bit more motivated. That didn't work out, dude. Like, <laughs> it was like, oh, damn, I'm still not going to school. Maybe I should withdraw before I get an F. Maybe school's just not my thing. So at that time, I was like, you know what? Let me just try to find a, a steady job, a secure job, right? Where I don't necessarily need school. The reason why I wanted to interview <clears throat> you is because you have such an arc in your story, right? Yeah. Why w was it that you weren't motivated at school? Do you have any idea? I don't know, man. Maybe it's because like everything I wanted to do, you know, someone, maybe someone's parents, someone's, someone's mama or dada is going to be saying, oh, you can't make money off doing that. Right. So mm -hmm. like for the longest time, I actually wanted to be like a, a producer, be like Pharrell, yeah. <laughs> you know? like, like make music, make beats, man. Cause that was my passion. Like I said earlier, like I, I loved music. I loved hip hop. That was my hobby. Like I had some equipment and I'd record, but I wanted to go to school to like, know how to make beats. I thought that would be cool, right? But if you were to talk to some other people about it, they'd be like, oh, what career can you get in that? So with me, I was given options. Oh, you have to be a nurse. You have to be a, uh, you know, an engineer. You have to, you know, that, that's the direction that parents 
would, would tend to like push you towards. Dude, I tried the nursing thing, man. I went the CNA route, certified nursing assistant. Okay. So for those of y'all who don't know, that's the dirty work at the nursing homes or at the hospitals who are, where you got a clean butt, right? You got a clean <laughs> booty, right? Well, that wasn't for me. That would, like I, I was certified, right? I did this, dude. Point being, man, CNA, the nursing lifestyle was not for me, dude. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't keep a professional face when cleaning diapers, especially for adults. I got kids now, you know, I get it, but not my thing. Not my thing, dude. Yeah, okay. The first quote unquote legit job that I got leaving college, it actually dealt with CPS. So Child Protective Services, kids under crisis, kids who run away, stuff like that. I was working at a, a teen shelter home. My job was pretty much like, was to be a mentor, mm -hmm. right? The reason why I gravitated towards this job was because uh, I was highly involved in a youth ministry, right? In that youth ministry, I held a leadership role, helping youth, mentoring youth, so on and so on. So, and I was very passionate with what I did in the youth ministry. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to find something where I was like, dang, can't I just find a job like this, right? Where I can like literally just care for people and- other than being a nurse, yeah, like, can yeah. I find a job where I can help mentor people and, and, and put them on the right path? You know, so that's how I gravitated towards that mentorship job uh, with the CPS kids. Okay. And I did that for, for quite some time as well. Got it. So then how did you transition into massage? So in actuality, it came from working with the CPS kids first, right? Mm -hmm. I did that first. And then eventually that's when I was like, Okay, I'm going to try the medical field and do that whole CNA thing. The idea was to get my foot in the door of that hospital and then eventually do the rehab program for mm -hmm. PT. Okay. That, that was the goal. So you had always wanted to go into more of the physical therapy realm. In the health field, yeah. In the health medical field, whatever you want to call it, I always wanted to go that direction. Okay, so you tried out CNA. Yeah. It didn't work out for you. How did you decide that like physical therapy was the area you wanted to do? When I was working as a CNA, at this time, I was also hitting the gym a lot, right? Okay. And that's when I started observing these personal trainers, right? I see that they have a very flexible schedule. They're working out, but then they're also making money from their passions, from their hobby. So that started feeding my thoughts like, dang, maybe I want to be that. Maybe I want to be a trainer. Maybe I want to be a personal trainer. Fast forward, eventually I left the CNA thing and I ended up getting a job at a gym, not as a trainer, but just at the, at the gym, mainly just to get a free membership. And then what most big gyms do, what they typically do is they'll discount your certification if you go through them. So I saw, I saw a class available. I was like, oh man, they have a class available uh, to be a trainer. So I decided to take that. Once I became a certified personal trainer, that kind of sparked everything from where I'm at right now. I became a personal trainer like right after I completed my P90X program, right? <laughs> oh, P90X, <laughs> shout out. Yeah, so shout out Tony Horton, man. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, I completed my P90X, became a certified trainer, and now in my head, I was inspired. I was like, yo, I'm, I'm ready to drop these fire workouts on my clients, right? So at the gym, you get your clientele first through the salespeople, right? Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, all the clients that they brought me we're all like your senior citizens, right? <laughs> so, so I was like, dang, I can't, I can't do my P90X exercises. I can't do all these plyometrics. So naturally, it, you know, I had to change my thinking. 
So most of these senior citizens, they they were, you know, maybe they had surgery. Yeah. Or they're having issues coming up and downstairs or picking something up from the floor. So I had to change my workouts. My workouts was was literally, all right, we're going to do a sit to stand. Sit on the chair, stand up. Something like that, right? All right, we're going to go ahead and you see that box? Let's step up. All right, down. So that's the kind of workouts that I started doing. It became more like corrective, more re- rehabilitative. Yeah. Right? So now... To answer the question about PT, having that mindset, I was like, dang, I need to, I want to learn more about this. I want to learn more about the muscles. I, I don't want to just do bro science, right? I wanted, to, I wanted to like be legit and real. I wanted to add science to the workouts, right? So that's when I went from personal training to, I was like, maybe I should attempt physical therapy. Got it. Okay. So you have this spark. So how do you actually pursue it? I wanted to enroll into this physical therapy program. I remember I had to cut my hours at the gym. I didn't completely cut it, but I cut my hours at the gym. And then I started focusing at, uh, with physical therapy school. It was actually an assistant program. Uh, so not, not quite PT, not like doctor, but PTA. So this PTA program, um, long story short, man, I went through about half the program. Okay. Unfortunately, things didn't work out. I was probably out of school for like, maybe 10 years, 10-ish years. Uh Um, This was probably the first time ever I was motivated to go to school. Mm -hmm. So I came into school and I tried doing everything. I tried doing all the dang notes and I don't even know how to be a good student, man. (laughs) I'm one of those people who have, look what I highlighted and the whole paper's highlighted. I'm one (laughs) of those guys, right? So I fell short. I fell short by literally like three points. Oh no, So I was, Yeah, I was devastated because at this time, insecurities really kicked in. I was in my approaching my late 20s now. I'm approaching my late 20s. Everybody's getting locking down their careers, right? And I'm like, oh, snap, right? Like, what do I have going on in my life? You know, my parents are are talking to me about, oh, you you know, all your friends are getting good jobs, blah, blah. And I'm over here like, dang, like, what am I going to do? So, yo, actually, side note, when I failed, I actually spoke to the program director and I was like, yo, I promise you, I know this stuff. Yeah. Test me, test me right now. Right? So I had a whole like conversation in like a, in a back office with this program director. She's asking me questions, blah, blah. Uh, I'm answering them, you know, but she's like, unfortunately, Sean, I'm sorry. I can't do it. I can't let you pass. I'm sorry. This program is not for you. But she said something that really pissed me off. And I think that sparked a whole nother fire in me. But she was like, Sean, I think you need to get checked. I said, oh, (laughs) what do you mean get checked? I think you need to get yourself checked for a learning disability. I was like, hold on. What do you you mean? I don't know if she was being offensive about it or what, but she was just like, get checked for a learning disability. Maybe it will accommodate you, blah, blah, blah. So now in my head, I was like, damn, what am I going to do? Can I do chiropractic? Damn, that's another like two plus years, a lot of money and the material. According to my program director, I don't, I don't have to I have a learning disability, so I can't go that direction. You know, that's, that's how I was thinking. The way I was looking at it, I was like, I have these skills and knowledge that I learned from being a trainer. I have these knowledge that I learned from being a student in physical therapy. So my, my thing was like, yo, I can't let this go to waste, right? So my next option was like, all right, let me go massage, but let me not focus on the luxury side of massage. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people focus on, mis- when they think of massage, they think of more, um, you know, the relaxation and, and treating yourself. But I wanted to really focus more so on like the rehabilitation 
side of things. So do you know what Mamba mentality means? Have you heard that term? Is that like Kobe? Yeah, like Kobe, right? 110%. Give it your all. Yeah. Focused, determined, right? So I went to massage school with a complete different mindset. Yeah. No friends. Who gives a damn about friends, right? <laughs> I'm here to focus, yo. <laughs> I don't care about your massage treatments, man. Just I'm just here to pass. So my mindset, dude, was straight up mama mentality, right? So, you know, every, every program has like a boarding exam. I freaking got one of the highest scores in that school, right? I got such a high score that they put my freaking picture on the hallway. <laughs> like straight up. They put my face on the hallway. They used it as motivation for them. Like, can you beat this score? And I was like, hell yeah. Mamba mentality, baby. <laughs> so you got your license. And then what did you do after that? Bear with me with this whole story, man. When I was going to school in, for massage, I stopped personal training and then started working at a clinic. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would be a chiro clinic. Because some chiropractic clinics will allow massage therapists to work under their license. So that was my thing. I was like, all right, I'm going to put myself out there in the industry, put myself out there in the field, um, getting hands-on experience, so on and so on. So by the time I'm done with school, I'm already working a job. Now, the thing is, on the side, I was already formulating my own business plan. Like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to treat. This is how much I'm going to charge, so on and so on. Mm -hmm. So you always had that idea that you would be a business owner. (laughs) No, I, I wouldn't say that. Oh, okay. I, I definitely would not say that. So what sparked that interest? Oh, I'll tell you what sparked that interest, dude. It was around my wedding time. I was working for a clinic and I wanted to ask off. So I, I, I mentioned it to my, my work. Hey, can I request off on this weekend? I'm going to get married and a honeymoon. Oh, uh, yeah, you can get off on, uh, on these two days, but you're going to have to come back. In my head, I was like... Bro, getting married and yeah. I'm go- I got a honeymoon, dude. I'm, yeah. I've been at this clinic for like how long now? Like, come on, man. And uh, they were just like, oh, you know, we're going to be understaffed, you know. So that simple decision. That's when I was like, man, like forget all these small jobs and stuff like that, man. Not like, being able to own your time was kind of the driving factor for you, huh? Absolutely. So tell me about how you started Glory. All right. So I've had my fair share working at multiple clinics, right? And I've seen how multiple clinics ran, right? Oh, you want a massage here? 30 minutes right here. Make you feel good on your neck, on your back. That's typically how they do it. And this is where my personal training background comes in, right? With Glory, most of the clients I see, I already immediately put them on a treatment plan. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the big key that separates me apart from your typical massage place and even like some chiropractic offices. With me, I already give the clients uh, like an end goal in mind. Yeah. What's your goal? Oh, you want, you want this X amount of range of motion? Or you want to perform and do this better? All right, this is what it's going to take to get you there. I, I really look at the body almost like a, like a system, like a car. You know, you don't look, just look at the car at the whole thing. You, you break it down into like segments, right? Awesome. That sounds just very holistic. Oh, for sure. I'm definitely holistic. So again, I'm licensed in massage, background in personal training. And a lot of my treatments, I actually combined the two. The clients who I treat, they're not just lying on the table and I'm just pressing down on muscles. Lots of times it's actually a two-way street. If it's your shoulder that's bugging you, I'm actually going to have you do some shoulder movement as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like I- I'm literally helping you through the process. It's not just me doing everything. So treatment with me, is it's actually very active. Is that why you call it manual movement therapy? Exactly. You're not in pain 
because of a tight muscle. You're not in pain because your pecs are tight or your tight hips or you haven't stretched out. You're in pain because somewhere along your body, a joint is not moving the way it should. Yeah, it might be like the muscles are locked up or so and so, but we got to get these joints moving. You really do have to integrate a little bit of everything. You have to integrate massage, like working on the muscle. You have to integrate movement and you have to integrate uh, strengthening if you want true rehab. Wow. Yeah. No, I'm just thinking about how I need a massage right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So tell us a little bit more about how you built your business and how you leverage social media to scale it. First of all, my business has literally been built solely on social media. Like all my clientele straight up came from social media, like specifically Instagram, right? I work out at 24 hour fitness, right? So what I used to do is uh, go on social media, go on your Instagram, go to the location, type in 24 hour fitness and just look at all the check-ins. So I would literally scroll. And again, I was new at the time. I was new at my career. So I was willing to offer dirt cheap or even free services. I was willing to do that. So I was scrolling. And if I see someone who looks like they can need work, like a, if someone posted a selfie, like bodybuilder, I'm like, hey, I'd like to offer my services, so on and so on. You know, I'd say something like that. Shoot, if you can find an inf- influencer and, and, and they respond even, even better. Every feature that in, uh, social media has, I was trying to utilize it in any way or form. I know a lot of people look at social media and they're like, they don't think much of it. Mm-hmm. It was until I started getting clients out of it. That's when I was like, wait a minute. There's definitely some power in social media. Yeah. So you've expanded beyond and then you actually started your own practice. Yeah. So I do have a physical location now. I, I had my own spot um, for about a year, but just this past summer, I actually moved into a gym. We're actually building out a um, wellness recovery area in this gym. Okay. And in this gym, it's me doing my thing. And then there's actually a physical therapist that's going to be on site as well. Plus all the fitness trainers. So I just feel like it's a good. Um, it combines all the things. Exactly. Right. We're basically the, the start yeah. of your career. Right? Yeah, exa- exactly. And it, everything like it, it makes referring very easy. You also teach, right? Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of ironic, right? Hell yeah, dude. So <laughs> <laughs> tell me more about that. Uh, I, I'm now a, a licensed uh, massage instructor, right? So it's crazy because uh, I didn't even want to be a, an instructor. It was one of my mentors who was an instructor when I was going to school. She's the one who reached out to me and was like, hey, I really think you'd be a good instructor at the school. You should give it a shot. And I was like, no, nah, man, I don't like to teach. I hate school. <laughs> you know, I, I did that whole thing. <laughs> no, why? You know? And she said, you're already teaching because like, on my social media, I do post a lot of educational stuff for both therapists and, and for non-therapists. Yeah. You know, just uh, tips and techniques on how you can help yourself. What started it is uh, she kind of gave me the idea of, of hosting a workshop uh, for therapists at the school. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'll do that. So I did that. I did a, a workshop for, for therapists and I showed them techniques, like my specific techniques and stuff like that. And it turned out to be a, a good success. And then that's when I was like, yeah, I, th- I think I can do this. So what I'm trying to do is actually I'm trying to create community. A, a lot of people are asking me, dude, why do you post so much on social media and it's free? Why are you releasing such free content? You could be charging people for that. I tell them there's, there's therapists that need to hear this stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of bad therapists out there. They need to know this stuff, right? So yeah. that's kind of why. Like, It's going to benefit me. At least that's what I feel. 
Maybe people are going to want to come and work for me in the future. Maybe people will refer clients to me because they know how open and giving I am. I don't know. But I just feel like it's much better to to be open about, especially when it comes to knowledge and tips like that, and to just build community rather than keep everything to yourself. Yeah, it's interesting how that whole theme of community has been just a common thread in your career because you started out as someone who worked in CPS and you were yeah. a kind of like like a big brother and building community there. You worked in the ministry, started training people. That's a huge thing that draws me to what I do. I want to be in a work environment, in a work field that you are highly passionate of. And I see that with, with what I'm doing right now. Like I'm, I'm highly passionate with what I do. I believe in what I do. And that, that's the reason why I don't want to work at another clinic or, and stuff like that. It's because I, I believe... I believe what I got here, right? So I'm passionate about it and I'm willing to help out other therapists. Whenever you have that a vision in your head, man, like, yeah, it's like, um, like go for it. <laughs> so looking back, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? Dude, you're 20 years old, man. <laughs> you know, take this time to, to, to discover yourself and, you, you know, take risk while you can. Explore your passions, explore your hobbies uh, for sure, you know, like, in the big scale of things, like if we're looking at the life spectrum, dude, 20 is, is nothing compared to the complete lifespan, right? So yeah. um, patience, man. Patience is the game, dude. So I love how you just go for it, Sean, and how <laughs> like when we started this conversation, it started out with your parents told you that you couldn't make money <laughs> off of your passions and you have proved uh, every single person wrong, so... <laughs> Don't completely quote me on the money thing. As an entrepreneur, you're going to go through ups and downs for sure. But stick through it for sure, man. But definitely, you could definitely make money off, off passions. All right. So for our last question, if you had to sum up your career in three words, what would that be? Three words. Three individual words? Like, or <laughs> you like, could do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll just say work in progress. Work in progress. Uh, and the reason why I say that is um, it may seem good at one point, right? And then at one point it may just go downhill, right? And I think this is also what I'm, I'm still learning as like a you know, new business owner and all of that. Like um, you, you have to be able to, to adapt. You have to start thinking creatively, you know, like what may work one time may not necessarily always work. So yeah, you're going to go through ups and downs. Just don't stay down, man. That's it, right? Yeah. But yeah, work, work in progress just because I know it's so easy for, for entrepreneurs to, to be easily discouraged. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much, <laughs> yeah. Sean, for joining us on Career Slay. I know your story is going to have a lot of impact. Thanks for having me. <laughs> the Career Slay podcast is a co-production of Career Slay and Wild Reply, produced by Michael Burke. Stay tuned for some great conversations on slaying the fear in career. Oh,